You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, punters and dribblers, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, it's a Monday uh, at the time of recording, Monday afternoon, daylight saving, so obviously still gorgeously bathed in uh, summer sunlight. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my dear friend, uh, long-term lover, and equally under-the-weather friend. Mm-hmm. I said friend twice, but equally under-the-weather co-host. Yeah. The one and only Edward Simpson. How are you? I'm well, Tom. How's the body holding up? The body's bad. Body's bad? I'm in a bad way today. Yeah, you look you look stiff as a ball. I am. Everything aches and, and everything hurts. Mm. Uh, as, well, no one will be able to see this, even if you are watching the video, uh, but I am in a knee brace. That is only because I don't have any other braces in the sense that if there was an elbow brace, I'd be wearing it. Yeah, yeah. If there That's was the only brace you, that I, that I own. Yeah. If there was a back brace that I had, I would be wearing a back brace. I think I have a fractured foot. I think maybe also my shoulder, bowling shoulder, punters dribblers, the one that rips them in, mm. is also uh, under a great deal of stress at the moment. Was there any any sort of desire to go to the your local chemist and pick up a couple of extra braces? Look, not I, only for today, but for long the coming term. weeks. Well, yeah. I think after, if I can just bring everyone up to speed. Obviously, I did uh, compete in my uh, weekly uh, cricket T Twenty cricket competition with the Thick Ropes County Eleven. Uh, we did lose again, unfortunately, but certainly turned in a much better performance. Now, Eddie, yes, there has been some consideration about uh, going and picking up some extra braces because, yep. as you can see now, I've just I've, I can feel a medial ligament strain in my right knee, mm. but I certainly could do with a couple other braces. Now, I do have a brace bag at home. Yes, and unfortunately, it only holds knee braces. Such has been my history of knee problems. But you, now it seems like I've got a whole bag of problems. Well, you look like you've got a whole bag of problems. And I think the best thing that you could do moving forward is to add to the, the brace bag. Punish dribblers, feel free to send in your braces. Send in your braces if you want Tom to continue on this podcast. Uh, otherwise, I fear we may be doing it from his bed. Yeah, hospital bed. Yeah. We'll be doing this from St. Vincent's Hospital. Mm. Uh, probably not private, such as my, you know, the situation financially that I'm in. I can't afford healthcare. So it'll be a private, uh, sorry, a public. public. It'll be public. Mm. There'll be a room full of punter dribblers. You know, we might even turn this into a thing. Get a little Hello Sport ward. Any sickly and injured punter dribblers can come, come together. In. A congregation of sick punters and dribblers so all, that all the, the dribbling together. can continue. That's it. And in some sort of quarantine thing where it's like we're not going to infect other people. No. But we can yarn and dribble. Yeah. Like if you come in with scurvy, keep away. Yeah, no, no. This isn't a scurvy. This is more like your aches and pains. Yes. The aches and pains. Sport board. or dribbling related injuries. Yes, that's it. So like if, if you were dribbling so much that you slipped over. On a night out, broke your leg. You, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome in there. But if you haven't been looking after yourself. No. Right? If, if you, you got have, shingles or something, yes, that's on you, bro. That's you, dude. We can't have highly contagious things in there. The only thing that can be contagious in the Hello Sport ward is dribbling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that punting. Is, yeah, and punting. On obviously. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so cricket, we did lose, but. If there was a man of the match given Eddie, and there isn't, I think I would have Jack whitened it from the losing side. Fair income. And what makes you say that? Well, look, now this could be some hubris on my part, and hubris it is, but took a couple of absolute screaming catches. Don't want to pump my tires up too much, but screamers. Mm. One-handed out in the field. Also a court and bold. I don't know if you can see that bruise on my hand, punters, dribblers. That's from a court and bold that was just rocketing at me at a rate of knots. Uh, no, not much of a bruise. 
Just so the punter and the dribbler <laughs> like get a realistic In case I things. choose to not put this video up. <laughs> uh, severely bruised. Uh, outfield screamers, caught and bold screamers. Think my my uh, my economy was probably there or thereabouts as best on ground. How many runs? Second top score with nineteen. That's all right. Getting so, better. I certainly I certainly turned my performances around, but I was clean bold for the second straight week. So there's some. I, that's a real. Problem. That's an issue. That's a real issue that's that we issue. need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then just in general, my physical... Because, I mean, obviously, it was it's a 2020, right? Mm. I don't... I shouldn't be this sore. No, you shouldn't. I shouldn't How many be overs did you bowl? Two? I bowled three overs. Yeah. So that's concerning. Yeah. That's concerning. Did I spend some time out in the middle? Sure. I did. How long? Yeah. How long? What, 15 minutes? 15, 20. <laughs> hard, hard minutes. At a runner ball. Got a runner ball 19. Okay. Okay. So, basically, what you, you're accepting your award that you've given yourself? I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it. <laughs> Certainly for my own team, but even if you want to take it to the whole, the whole, you know, the whole ground, best mm. on ground, best on ground. No, you lost. You got pumped. We did get pumped. We got them all out for 150 punters dribbles. They got us out for 60. So if you want to do the maths there, uh, I scored a third runs. of our runs. Um, anyway, maybe man of the match. Good weekend though, Eddie. I, I hear that you may have bounced yourself out on consecutive Friday and Saturdays. Would that be correct? Yeah. Look, uh, friend of the show, Hamish Street. Um, he got me into trouble. That's all we'll say. Hamish got you into trouble. And Seb. And Seb. Friend of the show. Yes, two we, friends we of the did, show. We did the, we did the Friday-Saturday double, okay. which was tremendous. Yeah, was it nice? Plenty of dribbling. Um, obviously. Late night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty late. Uh, saw the Joker Saturday night. Thought I'd go home um, afterwards. Well, because you told me you were going to have a quiet weekend. Well, Such I was, was the bouncing that you put on yourself. Well, I was going to. Before. I was going to. Saturday, Friday night, I was just at home watching the footy by myself. Street was like, I'm going to come over with Seb. And we dribbled. Yeah. Saturday, was going to the movies. And then we were just we just thought, oh, we'll go home for one cleansing ale. Yeah. And then we dribbled. And so therein lies. Cleansing ales can often lead to some well, of the like, great I'm an dribbles. idiot. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Because I know what cleansing ale means. Um, I'm 28. Yeah. And if you don't know what a cleansing ale means by now... On a Saturday night. Well, you're an idiot, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. So, I mean, I made my bed. I'm laying in it. I've laid in it today. <laughs> Work from home today? Yeah. Maybe. That's all right. Maybe. Uh, but just, uh, you know, public service announcement to the punter and the dribbler. If you've been living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, and you don't know what a cleansing ale is, a cleansing ale leads to getting bounced out. Yeah. So always be wary and be careful. Best to say no to any ale of any cleansing. If you want to have a quiet week, say no to cleansing ale. Anyway. Stick to your guns. Um, sport. There's a lot. There's a lot to get through. There's here. a there's a lot on. And so, what I'm ha- what I'm excited about is I haven't spoken to you all week. No, no, really. No. So it's like there's there's a lot that we can sort of really try and massage out of one another in a platonic way. Obviously, punters, dribblers, yeah. long term friends, lovers only at the start of the podcast. But we need to massage some yarns out of each yeah, other. Yeah, of course, we need to massage and massage quickly. Yes. <laughs> uh, a lot going on. The NRL off season has officially begun. Punters, dribblers. It's the greatest. I'm giving it the tick of a of a, of will like commence. Yeah, commencement. It's kicked off. I don't know if you give ticks to commencements, well, but you know, maybe the starters gun's gone off. I starters don't know. gun's gone off, or I mean, look, the ratings have come in. First episodes aired, that sort of shit. Yeah, take a TV angle on sure. it rather than an athletic starter gun because sure. it's a season. Sure, you know. Okay. Who knows? Whatever. Who cares? They both work. They both I think. Yeah, they do, but in their own sort of way. Yeah. 
maybe whatever. One more than another. Maybe we're dribbling, maybe we're not. I don't think it's up to the punter and the dribbler to make that decision. It's not up to them. It's us. It's, it's our podcast. If we feel like it, it's becoming too dri- much trib- dribbler oriented <laughs> or like over dribble, then we call each other out. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. There's, ru- <laughs> there's rugby union, which um, is... You know, going to be interesting this Saturday night, six thirty PM. Punters, have you heard? Have you heard the term? (laughs) Not wanting to kick someone when they're down (laughs) because I feel like with rugby union, they're so down right now. Yeah, they are. I just sort of, I almost feel bad to keep kicking this thing while it's down. I'm not. Doesn't mean I'm not going to Eddie, but look, I understand. Like, you know, like in the UFC, it's illegal to knee someone when they're on the ground, right? That's sort of what we've tended to do over the podcast to rugby union. Yes. It is hard, though, I will say, when someone is begging to be kneed yeah, on the ground, on the ground. Not, not to just do it, give them one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Now, I do want to boy the boys going into uh, a must-winner. Huge win, must-winner. But then we, we, there's information that you and I have received that makes me want to kick him again. Yes. Which we'll get to. We'll get to that. So uh, there's, there's that. Apparently, you know, a man has achieved the second greatest thing to landing on the moon in Kipchoge. Uh, we'll get to that. The, it, the marathon runner. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Broke two hours. We'll talk about it. Yes. Unbelievable effort, but I think... There's that, some caveats Yeah, there. but you're drawing a very long bow, I think, trying well, to compare it to Neil Armstrong's performance. Oh, yeah, you mean uh, like... Uh, what like, is it? like the greatest achievement of mankind, landing yeah, people yeah. on the moon. Terra firma, <laughs> is that the term? Probably not, but... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think terra firma's got anything to do with it. Is that like... I think... I think if I can get a little specific here, punters, dribblers, because this isn't dribble yet. Uh, but terra firma, I believe, maybe is uh, is like cultivating a new land. So maybe if you were to go to Mars and start growing shit there. Yeah. That so, that's not, that's so that's n- not what they did. No, no, no. They just went somewhere. No, they just went there yeah. and then came back. And then came back. But it's yeah. another planet. Oh, it's, well, it's, it's, another, not, it's not a it's planet. It's a moon. It's another thing, though. They're off the Earth. It's a moon. Yeah, it's a moon. Yeah, it's called the moon. It's called... <laughs> That's usually like that That's should have usually, that yeah, should have yeah. flagged something for you, <laughs> but be that as it may, <laughs> uh, still not dribbling yet, punters. <laughs> Again, we'll call ourselves out. We'll let you know. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the the shield cricket's back with a bang, and it's on everyone's lips. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on mine. It's the competition that everyone's talking about. Not so much watching. Uh, look, there's some, there's some, uh, there's like a, a bit of a collection of yarns. Our boy Nick Kyrgios into a into a bit of a, a bingle. Yeah, he's into a bingle. He got not Lara. No, but, uh, not Lara. She is now. Uh, you know, she's with Sam Worthington. She's with Sam Worthington. Apparently, very kids, happy. Very happy. They're all doing well. <laughs> Sounds really positive. Actually, you heard her the other day on Carl and Jackie. Yeah, she sounded wonderful. She sounds like she's just fucking rich. Never yeah. been better. Never been better. So this is a car-based bingle. <laughs> Involving Australia's Nick Curios. Um there's some there's some um mystique or Yeah, there's a bit about it. There's some unanswered there's some questions unanswered bit about it. that we'll um, try answer. And look, there is probably some other stuff. Dribbler dribbles, you know, you mm. get the drill, but look, there's probably some things we've forgotten about in amongst that. Um, but I think now, after what a twenty-minute intro, <laughs> I think it's probably time that we get into what you and I would like to call the sporting week that was. So, 
Uh, I think the thing on the tip of everyone's tongue right now, mm. uh, no matter what sport it is that you find most interesting, you, mm. right now you're talking rugby league. Whether mm. you're an AFL man, whether you're a cricket man, whether you're a, a cornhole guy, it's 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 <laughs> rugby. You know league what? Right there now. would be cornhole listeners. Of course, there are cornhole listeners. We're mate. big in the cornhole world. We're huge in the cornhole world. Uh, don't want to go out there, you know, tooting our cornholes. But I've, I've thrown corn at a hole before. Absolutely have, and we're quite good at it. But be that as it may. We are talking rugby league. Nelson Asofa Solomona mm. uh, taking big Nell. Well, big Nell taking up the, the the rich rugby league tradition of having a throw. Yep, leagueies love to throw. Yep. Now Nelson uh, over in Bali. <laughs> Uh, the off season's kicked off, so he's over in Bali with a couple of Storm boys and some other leagueies over there. It's it's like it's it's like NRL, all NRL players basically just go over to Bali. It's mecca for them. It's bro. them. So he's gone over there now. The, the reports are we saw the footage, the video dropped Sunday night. We were of, sent it. We were sent it. Um, we obviously had. Uh, sp- people on the ground don't want to mm. say spies because that infers some sort of nefarious intentions they were just there for us such as the nature of rugby league off seasons video big nelson feeding someone like they've never been fed before now <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen someone get fed like that no that was Do you know what i mean like the way he was moving with such intent and and firepower yeah like that you said okay and we didn't i don't want to share this photo because it was too gruesome but you did send me a photo today of what is believed to be the person that got fed by Nelson. Yeah. And it looks like he's been glassed, such as the viciousness. Mate, you know... This you, guy's head is split. You know, you remember when, um, you know, did you ever hear about that lady that owned a chimp and then the chimp turned on her and, like, ripped her face ripped off? Ripped her face off, yes. I reckon that if Nelson was given more time, like, that's what it appears to have happened. That, like, that, such as the violence. It, it's like pre-rip. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The skin's he, starting to rip off his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, gruesome it's completely, shit. It's completely split, and it's it's split all the way into his ear. Yeah, yeah, it looks fucked up. Now, now, punters, dribblers, if you haven't seen it, I suggest a little Dior. Yeah, do some Dioring there. Don't ask us for it. Just Dior it. But from what we're hearing out of Bali... And we've got Braith and Astro on the ground reporting exclusively for Hello Sports. Shout out to Braith. Uh, from what we're hearing out there, it was like these boys were kind of just defending themselves. Suliasi uh, Vunavalu got king hit. Now, I don't know what man thinks that hitting Suliasi is a good call. Might have been a bet. <laughs> I mean, do you know? Well, I'm just like, who the fuck does that? Well, I don't know. I'm, that's, a, that's a longbow to draw. Maybe. A bet, or you go punch one of these giant hulking athletes. Why does it happen? Because he's. But if I they're th- all sitting around being great blokes. But I think you could be a lick it up dipshit more likely. But anyway, look, that's by the by and wildly speculative. Uh, but let's say it wasn't a bet. Let's just say there was a bit of lip going on. Um, but so apparently, Sully's been king hit, and then another one was another one of the Melbourne boys was threatened with a glass. So someone's threatening a glass. This is this object. is Braith saying this, right? Uh, no, it's not just Braith. Braith put up something on his Instagram story, which we'll get to in a second, but uh, which is also on the Halo Sport Instagram story. But by this time that you're listening to this, it could all be done. Anyway, it won't be there. It won't be basically there. 24 hours. Braith, uh, sorry. So apparently, Sully got punched. Someone got threatened with glass, and then Nelson, all six foot fucking seven of him or whatever, he's 120 kilos, mm. uh, muscle on muscle, yeah. has followed these guys outside and proceeded to beat the shit out of one of them. Feed like no one's ever been fed before. Uh, 
He's been sent back. Probably good that he got sent back straight away so there was no chance for law enforcement to get involved. You know what I mean? Like, Who sent him back? Well, the storm called him back. They got him on a flight and got him the fuck out of there. Okay. But good. like to go good. face, you know, disciplinary hearing. But from all reports, like, and I've, a couple of like sort of rugby league identities, Braith included, uh, Denning Kemp, uh, a few people sort of talking about how they get, they've come back, they're, they're getting kind of crucified, Nelson, Suli and all those boys. But, like the if if but they're sort of going like if you're getting attacked, mm. what are you supposed to do? Yeah, it, you know what I mean. Look, yeah, I I'm, get it. Like I'm not saying it's. I think a, I think they're probably saying you didn't need to follow them outside. Yeah, and that's probably not a bad. Like call. like if you're if you're if you're faced with if you're faced with imminent danger imminent danger then defend. But he's. Follow and like I'm not anti Big Nell. No, right? Nor am I. Like if that's what's happened, your mate gets king here, like fucking stiff shit. Yeah, you shouldn't it's have done be that. Hard for you to. There's consequences to your actions, yes. bro. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yes, there are consequences. I'm with you. Every action has a reaction, and if you glass Nell's mate, Nell's gonna. Nell might fuck you. Nell, Nell may rip your face off. Yes, like I don't know, but that's what happens. Yes. So I do know. I do know. Now I think that the PC police of which exist and are rife through social media channels, Tom, yes. have seen, maybe they're pointing to the fact that Big Nell's gone looking for it. He's, he's followed him out and, and, and handed out his own sort of justice. Yeah, some, uh, some martial law. Yeah, Nell law. Nell law. Now, maybe that's what the punter and the dribbler, well, not the punter and the dribbler, certainly not, but the, the beaters out there are pointing to. Yeah. Look, it's I get one it. of those it's one of those things where I I get both sides. I get both sides. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And look, the thing is the thing is it's like rugby league players off season being stupid, doing the wrong thing, yada yada yada. Like we've we have been down this road so many times and such was the nightmare of an off season last year that people are going, you know what the fuck? And it's like but there is a there is a thing at some point where you go and again the, the facts aren't out and we could release this podcast and then it comes out and there's a completely different story. But if you're getting, if they're like getting like mobbed and, and sort of people being assholes to them just because they're football players and then these guys are physically, excuse me, punished as we are drinking uh, for a change on a Monday because we're both bounced out, thought it'd help and it has. Uh, you know, if these guys are just coming at them trying to fuck with them because they know who they are and to the point where they've king hit someone, I think there's a bit of it where you just go, okay, play on. Now, the if, footage unfortunately doesn't help because that's Nelson's what's, so wild. If that's what's happened, the only thing I would say as well is if I'm, you know, if I'm uh, storm, you know, running the storm. Yes, and I've, you know, I've flown Big Nell home. The first thing I'd be saying to him is, "Bruh, I've seen that footage, and you got to be careful because you could kill someone." Yes, that is the thing. He could have killed someone with like, that sort of. That it was sledgehammer after sledgehammer after sledgehammer, and he moves well, and he's fit. He's in the. He's probably in the in the prime of his prime life. of his absolute life. He's just come off a big season. Like he would be ready to go. He's one of the best props Physically. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Physically ready to go. This is in the back end of the pro- uh, the off season. No, 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 this is the, the start. This is the start. So he's come off a full season, ready to go. I'd be worried. Going, you got sledgehammers for for arms and hands, bro. Like you got to be careful. If you catch yes. someone wrong, that's 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 good night. Like nurse. if he hit me, you'd be dead. My head would come off. Yeah, it would come. I'd off. be headless. You'd be headless. It'd explode. Be like the mountain squeezing. You'd be doing this bloody... yourself. Yeah, well, I'd have to. I, I mean, I'd want you to carry on. Well, I'd have to, but I mean, I'd have to find a replacement. Can't be replaced. Seth Curry might be someone we could look at. Now, look, this is what Bray said on his uh, on his Instagram stories. 
I feel I have to defend the Storm players over here in Bali on their end-of-season trip. I spent the whole afternoon and night with them before the incident uh, with Nelson took place. Every single one of them were complete gentlemen. Every one of them gave their time to take photos and speak to fans. These young men are amazing role models for the Melbourne Storm. And our game of rugby league. I do not condone Nelson's behaviour, but there is a complete other side to this story. One of his teammates was King Hit and were also being threatened with a glass object. Nelson was defending his mates and his teammates. Again, I do not condone this behavior, but to hammer the whole of the Storm and their players over this is a complete over-exaggeration and, in my opinion, completely out of line. I just feel that as an ex-player and commentator, being over here in Bali and seeing this firsthand, the truth needed to be told. I mean, that certainly paints the, the boys in a much better situation. What I will say about this, all, you know... Just the, just in the general NRL off season now, for those for those uh, the AFL fans amongst us, mm-hmm. uh, right now it's AFL trade period, right, which allows the AFL to stay in the headlines during the off season. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's only a couple of weeks this trade period, but it's just dominating the headlines for AFL. It, there's still TV AFL sports shows on, all that sort of shit. I actually think that the NRL's off season is their maybe answer to that, whether they want to admit it or not. It's just NRL off-season. Yeah. That's why they don't have a trade period. They don't need a trade period. They don't period. need one. Everyone's like, oh, let's bring in a draft system. Let's bring in trades. It's like, no, dude, we don't need that. We have the off-season. Yeah. The off-season is the biggest ticket in town. That's it. It's- after the cricket, it'd be the second best well, rate. Also, for, 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 for NRL, after State of Origin and the grand final, I feel like the off-season is the jewel in the crown of rugby league. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably like origin, grand final, off season. It's the third jewel. It's the third jewel in the rugby. It's like a crown. ruby, mate. Yes. It's not a diamond, but it's certainly a jewel. It's a and it's a it's a it's an exotic jewel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, one yeah, where yeah. you go like, I don't exactly know what it is. I don't know what to expect in this off season. But it's also it's also like a little um, you know, risky. Yes. You know what I mean, yes. like it's a bit sexy. like yeah, it's sexy. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's a little bit. Ooh. What's should I be, going on? Should here? I be having this? Should I be watching yes. this? Oh, oh my Should God. I have this jewel in my crown? Yeah, it's such I, a naughty it's jewel. Such a naughty jewel, and it's bad, but it's yeah, good, yeah. and I like it. And I don't know why I like it, but I really like it. It's like it. getting KFC for breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Look, I mean, yes, I do. It's delicious, but it's naughty. But it's naughty. It's bad for you. You know what I mean? This isn't going to... You're going to regret this, maybe. Yeah, but it's so but good. But it's so good for right now. Yeah. So, I mean, look, great for the game. That's what we need to... At the end of the day, great for the game of rugby league. Look... Which you, is what we all want at the you end gotta of the day, You've got to sell right? papers. you gotta, you, you got to be it talking front about of mine. it. Keep it front of mind. AFL is sitting there going, Oh, well, you hear the bloody Joe Danaher might be coming, doesn't it? Shh. Shut up, bro. Did you hear that Nelson is so... Look at this. Yeah, but that, that's the thing as well, is that is that the NRL knows that to go head-to-head with the AFL in the off-season in like trade period on trade period is a big yawn. Yeah. And, and bo- bad for both codes. Well, you've got AFL going, oh, I think that the Swans are going to give them pick four and five in the second round and then maybe a third round pick and then maybe a lower tier forward for Joe Jonah. And you're like, oh, really? Because Nelson, just watch this video of Nelson yeah. feeding someone like no one's ever been fed before. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. You know, like uh, like all the cameras just turn away from AFL yeah. and just start pointing at rugby yeah, league. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, and then and then as you're turning, you're reminded of why you were filming that crap in the first place. Yeah, what place. the hell were we even doing over there? God save us! Filling time. That's you know it. what it is? Yeah. Until no one wants to be there. They're all looking at their watches, going, "When's, when's the next?" Off-season scandal, scandal. going to kick wh- off. Dude, what time's the NRL on? What time's yeah. the NRL off-season start? Because it's 
by my watch, it should have started. It should have started right. But you know now. what? It started right on time. It did. It started perfectly. It started on time. right on time. We are literally what? Not even seven days. Just over seven days. It was seven days to the. It was seven days. It was in. We had a week to digest the grand final and that all those Canberra dribblers, which was nice, piss and moan. That was nice. Yep. Then we get into the off season, right? That's all we needed. AFL. They went straight from the grand final. The next day was trade period, so it just went. Oh, great grand final yawn fest. Yep. So now we've got NRL uh, ratings bonanza off season. Absolute ratings bonanza. I mean, when the ratings come out at year's end, it might be State of Origin 2, which I believe was the biggest of the year. I mean, the off season for rugby league could could well be second. Could well be second. Could well be second. I mean, I don't want to count chickens too early. No, but I would... we've counted them before. We've counted chickens early and we it's come back to bite us. Mm. But what I will say is this. TV rights deal, not sure when it's up, but surely... This is a sweetener for any television network looking to get into the great game, the greatest game of all. Mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if, if, if networks start to just buy the off-season. Just like, so we go, Netflix has got, off, got the off-season. Yeah. Exclusively. Exclusively. All dramas are gone through there. All of the sort of media managers for the players and their off-seasons. Mm. All right, Nelson, you need to let me know where you're going. Uh, for the entirety of the off-season until you come back for pre-season, we're just going to send a camera with you. Mm. You won't even see them. You no, they'll, be, they'll be conspicuous. Yeah. But we have the rights We've to got you. the rights yeah. to everything you do. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't mind it. I don't hate it. I think it's realistic. Um, Eddie, what do you know about, uh, about Jordan Patea? We were speaking off-mic... Off air. Yes. And I said to you, I hadn't heard about Jordan. But you know who he is, surely. He plays for the Wallabies. He's a young kid. He's just come in. He debuted against... Wow. Who are the shit teams in our pool? Uruguay and Georgia. I think it was Uruguay because we just played Georgia. So Jordan Patea, he's come in. A lot uh, of hype around him. People touting him as the next big thing. But this story came out after his first cap. Undercover mother, Wallaby star Jordan Patea's mum infiltrated Israel Folau's oh, church. Yes. <laughs> I did see this. <laughs> You've actually sparked it up yeah. for me again. The, Wall- the mother of Wallaby's player, uh, Jordan Patea, infiltrated Israel Folau's church to reveal the truth about his teachings. Now, let me. I'm just going to read some shit to get us up to speed. Helen Patea has admitted she used a fake name to exchange messages online with Falau's cousin Josiah to press a 20-year-old student about the beliefs of the truth of Jesus Christ Church run by Israel's father, Annie, uh, before before leaking what she was told to the media. Uh, what was she looking to achieve? I don't know. See, now, I just I don't understand. Now, look, maybe this... Puts her as you know front of the pack for the uh, vacant Wallabies marketing job, such as the 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 column inches she's garnered from this weird little escapade. But I don't necessarily know what her uh, modus operandi was. Her mo. Her mo for the uneducated punter and dribbler. Correct. I don't know what she was doing there. And now listen, this is the height of nosy mother getting in on her son's business in the sense that he is playing for the fucking country. Yes. And then he's got mum coming in and just putting all this pressure on him. Like, hey, mum, what do you need to be getting into Israel Folau's church for? Unless Israel's trying to recruit Jordan. Well, there's got to be a reason. Is she trying to endear herself to the nation? 
trying to get the hot take. It's not what anyone's been asking for, though. I'm saying, is that what she... Is that her goal? I don't... She may she may be misreading the whole situation. which Terribly. is Which is likely, right? Yes. But I'm just trying to put myself into Mama Jordan's shoes. Mama Patea. And think about... Why she's doing? Why it. she would do it? I'm just trying to peruse here and see if there's any. Is she? Is she sort of? Is she sort of going? Look, you can't drop my son if I've gone undercover for you. I mean, and I don't know. So I'm all, just throwing no, out. We're throwing out. We're throwing out ideas. Possibilities. Here, what you're what you're listening to right now is a couple of guys brainstorming ideas mm. because we don't understand what's going on here. You ever been in a brainstorm session? This Welcome. is what they are. This is what it is. Now, Mama Patea clearly wants to be involved. She's feeling left out of something. Yeah. Because this is a weird thing to involve yourself in actively. Don't know if she's religious. Don't know anything. But if you're coming from another angle, Eddie, this is great marketing for the Wallabies and rugby in this country. Because it's it's anti-Falau, which is what we're all about these days. Mm -hmm. uh, it's... It's weird enough that people will pay attention because in, in rugby union, if it's just a, a, a match report or a like player piece, yeah, no or, one's reading that shit. No, no. So you need people to, aren't even watching the game. No, you need to think outside the box. And maybe Mama Patea is going. Listen, I see where my son's future is heading. He's a rugby player. I want him to have as lucrative a career as possible. And right now in this nation, rugby is at an all time low. Oh, she's trying to put bums on seats. She's trying to get bums on seats so that her son has a fruitful career moving forward. You know what? As we brainstorm, this is now starting to make the most sense to me. Yes. It didn't make sense before. No, it didn't. It made no sense whatsoever. No. What are you going undercover for? What's your MO? What's your MO, Does, I don't. I don't get it. What are you trying to achieve? Now it's starting to come together. It's actually an if act you're of a love. Young, if you're a young boy in Jordan who wants to fulfill a career, a lengthy one yes. in the game, the way the game's going won't be a game to play. No. Fact. Absolute fact. And if there is one, it's going to be boutique as hell and it's going to be, it'll regress to the amateur status. You know what I mean? Yes. We're in the level of, we're in the era of professionalism. It'll, it'll regress. It'll regress. You'll be playing park footy. Which means that the pay packets also, also regress. regress. So if, if she's going out of her way to, to pump up the tires of just rugby awareness in this country. And not even pump the tyres up. Put no. tyres back on the vehicle. Yeah, put tyres. Find some tyres for the for the the, the Wallabies uh, wagon. Because the Wallabies wagon is right now just on bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on bricks in a park somewhere. And the engine's been removed. The engine's been removed. So she's now trying to through some very creative media opportunities. She's trying to rebuild that. She's wagon. trying to rebuild that wagon. Get some tyres back on there. Once she's got tyres on there, that thing ain't moving. She's still got to get an engine. Well, you can push it at least. That's true. At least you now have a, a, a vehicle that can be moved from A to B. Because wagons are heavy. That's the only way you're going to do it. Let's Makes sense to me. Nothing uh, else made sense. Nothing else made sense until this. So I'm, I'm happy to go with that. I think the, the, the brainstorming session wins again as we transition quite seamlessly onto other Wallaby affairs. Yes. Such as our impending doom this Saturday night. I don't want to be too... Um, Dramatic? Yeah. But I need to be. We have lost the last six encounters with our English foe, uh, dating back to 2015 pool game. Uh, we haven't beaten them since. We haven't beaten them since then. Lovely. We've been thrashed in each encounter since. Love that. But there is a unique opportunity this weekend, I think, to be the underdog and to secure a famous victory. Yes. Now, it's not impossible, punters, dribblers. No, no, this isn't a fait accompli. No. Now. 
obviously we are, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy underdogs. But yes. I think with that comes an opportunity to just fucking throw the footy around. Throw caution and just of the wind. Throw caution of the wind and go, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I mean? we got to play fuck it footy. Let's just get out there and throw the fucking thing around and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Fuck it footy, Eddie. That's what fuck it is. It footy. It's fuck it footy because... But it, but that, we've arrived at fuck it footy time. There's, no, there's nothing else <laughs> there's to do. There's nothing else there's we've nothing got. There's nothing else to do. And I tell you what, Australia plays good fuck it footy. Always have. You've got to, though. When Australia's back to the wall, fuck it footy's your only option. Fuck it footy's good That's for the all soul. You do. it is. Don't overthink anything. Just go out there and rip. Run hard and just throw the ball. Just, you know what I mean? Every time you get the ball, just say fuck it. Yeah. That's every player's just got to take yeah. that mentality into the game. Fucking, when some big bloke's run at you, just go fuck, fuck it, it and feed him. Run as hard as you can into him. Some big bloke's running at you. You think it's going to be a tough a tough go here. Nick White tackling the biggest guy in the English side. What's he doing? Fuck it. I'm fuck just it. throwing myself at his shins yeah. and hoping that I don't die or hoping that I don't get sent off for red carding his shins. That's you right. know? Send the ball wide. Let the ball sing, Eddie. Yes. The ball's got a got a, a, a siren-esque voice, a beautiful, beautiful voice. And you've just got to let that nut sing. Let the nut sing. It will. Great voice. If you let but the nut sing. But you've got to let it. You've got to let it. If, you, if you've taped that fucking thing up and you got undies gagged down its throat, it's not going to sing shit. <laughs> it's going to sound horrible. It's, well, it's not going to sound like anything. It's going to sound like muffled Kenny from South Park. Give him a bit of a slap on the ass or her. Um, I'd say. Neutral the ball. It's a gender neutral. Gender yeah, neutral. yeah, yeah. This ball is absolutely uh, not bound by the laws of uh, of convention. That's right. Especially give, gender specifics. Give the nut a slap on the ass. Give it a stage. Give it a mic. Give it a pump up. Give it a rev up, and go. Just do your thing. That Sing. ball, that nut needs a mic, yeah. and it needs a stage. Gilbert's love stages. You love give mic. that nut. The stage and a mic to perform and to sing mm. whilst playing fuck it footy and you'd be surprised. Stinky palms, and you would be very surprised what could happen. And you'd be shocked at how quickly the smelly palms start to disintegrate yeah. into themselves. Because what we've got to remember, they hate pressure. Is, palms have no backbone. They hate pressure. They have no backbone. No, they've got no core. They're like and a, like a creme brulee. You might say, oh, 2003, heaps of pressure. Look. Look, I'm sorry, you can't pick one the, generational no, throbber yeah, out but and Johnny Wilkinson who but can kick But the rain and Johnny, the rain and Johnny, right, meant that the pressure was off, right? Yeah. There was pressure, but not. But also, like Johnny is a uh, generation. He's a generational throbber, right? And there's no one in England right now where you're going, oh, he's generational. It's, no. There's no generation. Name me someone there. generational in their team. Uh-uh. Johnny could kick it with his left foot, his right foot, and he, could kick he had a mysterious third foot that we didn't even realise was possible. Fuck it, footy. Let the nuts sing. Anything's possible. Poms have no backbone. Anything's possible. Now, I wanted to pull you up on something. You said to me off camera, off air. Off mic. Whatever. That Ricky Stewart has gone over, flown over to Japan to help Eddie Jones. So Eddie's called in Sticky. Now, Sticky, some punters and dribblers may not know, although I think a lot probably will. Uh, Sticky was an Australian schoolboy rugby union player. Uh, Mate, he's a dual international, actually. He, he played for the Wallabies. I think he used to play for the Marlins. Yeah, well, I'd say the Wallabies is probably a little more prestigious, but I get it. Well, you know um, what I'm saying? Not really, because I said the Wallabies and you said the Marlins, so it's like it's like you know he played for the Melbourne Storm. No, he also I'm... played for the Mackay Cutters. Like, well, sick, bro. Yeah, just adding a little bit of. You know, color. backstory, color. You're yeah. a, that was a color piece from you. Yeah. No, it was nice. Yeah. Um. So, and Ricky obviously has just got the milk to the GF. Uh, he's a boy boyer by trade, is Ricky. Yeah, yeah, but he's also Australian. He's Australian. Well, yes. 
I know that. But at when, in the professional world of coaching... But you're not getting paid for it. Mate. Ricky's getting paid to go to England and go into the camp. Well, Japan. Sorry, for England. England so you, he'd be getting the big bickies, you reckon? I think he'd have to. I don't think he's... I, I he's getting a free trip. Yeah, look, I don't think Eddie would just like, hey, mate, can you come over? But maybe he would. Because at the end of the day, like, if you're Ricky, you're going, yeah, fuck it, why not? Like, what else am I going to be doing? Sitting in bloody Canberra. Yeah, but you're boying the wrong boys. Yeah, but the check hasn't asked him to come over. So what are you going to do? Just go, no, I'm not doing anything? You just go, oh, no. Look. Would you go to boy the, the, other, the other side, the Poms? Look, we've been asked, Eddie. Let's not, I mean, let's not keep it quiet what now. What we say? Because we said no. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, that's but, my point. But also, there's a price. There's a price, Eddie. I've got a price. Yeah. Look, I don't know what he was paid, but he, w- he would want to have been paid a fuckload, and he better go over there and do his best not to boy anyone. Go no, yeah. rock up and go, you know what? We lost, and you're going to lose too. If he, if he does that and goes in there and just be is as honest as possible, yeah. go, listen, we had a great season, just like you've been playing pretty good footy recently, but we weren't up to it. We weren't up to and it. neither were you. And you guys that's aren't. what this is. Then this could be a great play. Then it's a master stroke by the sleeper, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. If that's what's happening. But, but if I, he's going over there to legitimately boy poms, yeah. I'm not into it. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm just telling the punter and the dribbler that it upsets me. Yes. And I get that. But I also, from an Eddie Jones perspective, see how it works. Because he's getting a man that is historically a phenomenal boy boyer. Yeah. But also a loser. Historically, well, he's lost the grand final, but he did get the boys to the grand final. They played. He's very lost well. Origin series. He's lost shitloads of grand finals since two thousand two when he was well, he's handed lost, he's a lost, premiership he's lost, side. He's lost three grand finals and, and how many Origin series and a couple of Origin series. <laughs> love Ricky, but well, we love Ricky, but for this week when he's in with England, I think maybe our our tune changes somewhat. But I don't think Ricky deserves. Uh, I think uh, I think Ricky after his uh, twenty nineteen season deserves. Uh, more respect than he was getting pre this season. But he's a treasonous traitor, yeah. and I feel like the highest office in the country should be looking at maybe cancelling his You know what? I wouldn't have let him leave. Scott Morrison just says no, mate. He would have got on the blow to the Australian Federal Police and gone, make sure that that passport has been cancelled. He's not allowed out of the He's country. allowed to leave. So how hard's that? Going, sorry, Ricky, we don't allow traders to leave. Yeah, no, sorry, mate. We see what you're going to do. It's kind of like when people go to try and join ISIS. Yeah. And they identify that before they go and they go, mate, we're not letting you go. You're not going, bro. And then if you do go join ISIS, like, well, we're not letting you back. Exactly. They go, oh, shit, we went to join ISIS. We were brainwashed. This yes. is essentially what this is. <laughs> mm. Mm. We're not saying that Ricky's joining ISIS. We're just saying, what's the difference? <laughs> All right, punters, dribblers. So the cricket season is obviously upon us, as is with the rising of temperatures and the lengthening of the days. Sunlight aplenty. Mm. Um, now, obviously, we came back from England with minimal tons. Obviously, smudge, uh, smudging everything that he could over there. Yep. But uh, and you know, D Wade uh, or Matt Wade, sorry, yep. uh, got a couple. But that was about it. But that's all forgotten. You get back to Australia on just fast, bouncy, true wickets that do fuck all, and we just love tons. Now, sure, it plays into the theory that we can't bat in other in other countries in you other say, conditions. Yeah, yeah, but you say that, but who has the ashes? That's it. Who right? won the ashes? Who in won England? the ashes? Who Us. won the ashes, bruh? But as it's come back, it's been tons a plenty in the first round of the shield. Uh David Warner's back in the runs. He got a ton. Uh, he was listening. 
Huh? Of course he was listening. We got we, we absolutely roasted him. Nick Maddinson got a double ton. Tom Cooper, I believe, who no one knows, but he plays for Adelaide, got a 271 not out-ish. Uh, the Did Balkan Bulldog, Pukowski, got a ton. Did Little Lava Chagne ton up? I don't know. Do you all that? Little Marcus Harris got a ton. There were just tons. Tim Payne got his first ton in 13 Ten years. years. I was in year 11. Mate, I almost fell over when I heard that. Yeah. I go, that can't be right. Timmy Payne. 13 years. Yeah, dude, his first first-class ton since 2006, I think. That is outrageous. Outrageous. And such as, I think he was a little embarrassed at how long it had taken him, honestly, T-Pain, because when he was inter- interviewed afterwards, everyone's like, holy shit, T-Pain's got a ton here. Well, I think that now it's come to light how long it's been. Well, No one no, talked about it no, before. No, no, they still did talk about it. They certainly talked about it. Where it was I like, never knew that. Yeah, dude, they were like, this guy hasn't got a first-class ton in 100 million years. But he was like interviewed, he was interviewed after the game. They're like, hey, you know, Tim, you got the bloody ton. He was like, it means nothing to me. And you're like, you know what though, Tim? As if it doesn't. As if it doesn't mean everything to you. What do you mean? You know what? After playing a little bit of cricket myself the last couple of weeks, runs mean everything to you. That's mate. It's half the battle for you. Take yeah. catches and score runs. And score runs. And you just got a hundred. And what you're going to come out and say that hundreds aren't important? I but think he's embarrassed. Of course he is. He's embarrassed, and that's cool. Tim, you know you've got you've got an Australian summer here, but it's not an hour for response. No, he should have almost the had a laugh. The alpha response would have been like, yeah. mate, I know it's been a long it's time. Been a it's been It's great to get another How time. That? That's, you know, laugh it off. Laugh it off. But that's all right. Look, Tim's probably feeling a bit of, not pressure, but I think Tim knows that this is his swan song summer as the Australian skipper. Well, so, we talked about that. Yeah, we well, we've spoken to the higher-ups and we've sort of given our... Um, two cents. At two cents, yeah, of a verdict. Uh, <laughs> obviously, depending on how the summer goes, the, the writing is a little bit on the wall. But... He should just be enjoying himself. Correct. Farewell tour. Correct. Wave to the crowds, shake hands, kiss babies, score tons. Yeah. Even if it is for Tasmania, just do whatever you want. And then obviously it'd be nice in the baggy green, Tim, if you get a maiden test century, but whatever, bro. Sure. Just enjoy the summer. Now, notably, Steve Smith got a duck, but... For and those, then 21. And then 21, right? So no runs, basically. But all that says to me is that Steve Smith just doesn't give a shit about shield cricket. Doesn't right? matter. It just doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter. And look, he's probably just a little bit, just, you know, easing himself back into it. Well, what he did say was, and I've just, I feel like I, I think I wrote the quote down. I certainly hope. He said that he was physically scarred from his Ashes heroics. So it's like, and this seems kind of alpha in that it's like, he's like, I was so good over there. I was so phenomenal at cricket. I won the Ashes single I won the Ashes single handedly that like I'm just fucking drained. And look, listen, if you guys are coming to watch me play a couple of games for the Speed Blitz Blues and I'm not you know, I'm not tunning up, it's because I'm fucking tired and I don't care about shield cricket. And mm. once the baggy green rolls around and it's test cricket, I'm obviously gonna score shitloads of runs for my country. But right now, man, it's feed up stuff for me. It's feed up stuff. That's exactly what it is. This is this is his R and R time. Yes. He's still currently in R and R. He has to play contractually, I'd yes. imagine. Yes. But this is feed up stuff. He just goes out there, he goes, you know what? He's on holidays upstairs. Yes. He's on a beach upstairs. That's it. That's the power of Steve's mind. Yes. So don't don't worry, Punish. If you if you're concerned by it, you don't understand the psyche of Steve Smith, and that's on you, bro. You need to understand the psyche of greatness and the psyche of uh, almost autistic brilliance. Now, Eddie, Kyrgios 
in what we've been describing here at the Hello Sport headquarters is the ultimate power move. Mm. Nick Kyrgios uh, got himself in a non-Lara Bingle-shaped Bingle. Mm-hmm. Crashed a $300,000, I believe, Ford Mustang, Dior. Not a big car guy myself, but into a power pole in Canberra. um, In day. In the daytime. Yeah. Very wide roads in Canberra. I mean, there's a couple of punters, dribblers that were commenting on the post, sort of alluding to that fact. Wide streets. Bit of a weird spot to not be. Not a high traffic area. Well, and apparently not not really that close to the road. Like, would have had to have done some some bush bashing sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has Nick done this intentionally just to sort of go like, what of it? Look, I think Nick does what he wants. Nick I does think, what I he think wants. that's been clear for some time. Yes. And if Nick's in the mood to crash a $300,000 Mustang, then I think he just doesn't. Well, who are we to tell Nick what to do here? Well, right? no one can tell Nick what to do. But no. who are we to even criticize Nick for? Not criticizing. You know. Not what, criticizing. Maybe just not paying attention for a second. Could have been a bet. You reckon that one's a bet as maybe. well? Maybe. You're thinking everything's a bet. You got punting on the brain today, don't you? I'm just Oi, saying. Nick, drive this Mustang into that pole. You wouldn't. Bet you wouldn't do it, Nick. He'd go. I bet you I would. You know, he's also is he he's also on a good behaviour bond from tennis. So I feel like maybe he's got to do his bad boy shit off the court now. So you just it's just he just has to get it off his. He's chest. got to be a bad boy, right? He's got that bad boy. What's well, in him? It's in him, and it's it's not an act. It's constantly trying to come out. It's not an act. And he's like, all right, well, if I'm my last tennis legs, that's paying the bills. I can't be a bad boy on the court anymore. I've got to get it out of me some other way. Let's. Do some burnouts in this, and bad if that boy. means doing burnouts in Belconnen, then I'll be doing. Them. I'm all for it. Yep, play on, play on, Nick. Well done, mate. Drive safe, obviously, but also stay wild, bro. Obviously, rocking the Violet Crumbles uh, jersey. This podcast felt it was uh, only right for me to do so. Crumbles got up against another NBL team on the weekend. Uh, great win! Great win that against NBL that NBL foes. side. They won convincingly, um, and it was great to see. Tough, tough competition. Though. Tough competition. Not easy to to chalk up wins in the NBL. No, absolutely not. Particularly and against that level of of competition. Of competition. Uh, such was the team that they but, faced. But yeah, full of throbbers. And dudes that can shoot yeah, from and shoot well all over the court. And they shot it well. They shot it very well. Shot the lights out, some would say. But didn't shoot as quite as well, well as, as the Violet crumbles. crumbles. And that's a really exciting thing. crumbled to another victory. Another victory. Uh, now, listen, punters, dribblers, I'm not... I'm not one to uh, to sort of, you know, well, as a podcast, we're not ones to sort of, you know, uh, speak out of turn. I'm not going to say to the punter and the dribbler that we've been in contact with the highest office holders at the Sydney Kings. I'm not going to say that. No. But we might have. And slash. Slash. Have. Maybe we did. But I'm not going to, I'm not saying we did. But look, if we had. Look, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag. As it were. But if we had been in contact with the highest office, the Sydney Kings, slash, had they approached us to potentially sit courtside. To sit courtside at at a game, that may have happened and that may be in the works. Uh, But just keep an eye out for that, punters, dribblers, because the Crumbles had a great win against that team and we're having great wins week in, week out. And when you win a week in, week out against strong opposition, strong teams every week against strong Strong players, players and you're just doing well, I mean... 
it really buoys you. And yeah. and it's and it's a no-brainer to connect us with a team well, that's doing so well, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, that's it. I mean, you, you align success with success. Yep. You know, and successful companies have successful staff, successful heads that drive the company towards, towards more success. success, right? Now the, the the crumbles having success against teams recently. Yes. Now to to tack us onto them or them onto us rather is just going to drive more, more success, success to have more success against other teams in the NBL against yes. other players. Success begets success. Yes, that's right. And so when we're sitting courtside boring the boys... When the Crumbles take on that side yeah. that we're very interested to see them go up Th- against... Exactly. Then, I mean, success in short. Yeah. Guaranteed. Success will abound. Now, Eddie... Uh, marathon runner. Kipchoge. Breaks two hours in the marathon. The Kenyan. The Kenyan. Now, long... Con- Did I say Ethiopian? No, you didn't. I didn't. Good. Long considered impossible. Long considered impossible. Uh, Kipchoge, he had a crack at it uh, for Nike a couple of years ago, fell 25 seconds short. Now, he is the world record holder in a competition marathon. I think it's like two hours, one minute, 35 Dior, something mm. like that. Now, this a record attempt was... Um, it's not It's not deemed official. No, because it's tightly controlled. A couple of things for the uninitiated uh, and the stupid. Yes. Um, <laughs> specially designed course in Vienna. I think like nine kilometer laps. What's Vienna's go? Vienna well, seems just like a well, weird joint, I th- you know? Look, I, think v- I think it was like flattened. They like specifically flattened, flattened the course. Her. Flat as a pancake, Was it, it was uh, described as. Okay. Um, he's wearing special shoes from Nike, which apparently make you four percent better. Boy, the boys a little bit. Yeah, boy, the boy shoes. Yeah, um, and then had a a an army of pace setters, forty one yes. of them. Yeah. that rotated every four and a half k's, and he just had to keep up with them. And there was lasers or something. So like lasers that. on the ground, being like run, run in this on this part of the track, and this is the speed. So like this is the speed, and then this is the the right place right. to run. So just don't drop off here. Make sure you're running this line to like make yeah. it minimize the sort of. And then they the pace setters ran in a V around him so that wind didn't hit him. Okay, so this is some cheating. It's of, of look, sorts of sorts, right? It's just but more the, about trying to achieve. But the it. thing is, the human Kipchoge did run a marathon in by himself. Two hours. Like no, he wasn't. He was on the back of a fucking bike. No, like his legs are fucking running that yes, thing yes, in, yes. in under two hours. He did do it. He did do it. Right. He did do it. Which is ridiculous. Yes. Which is ridiculous. Like, he, if you look at his stats, absurd. Completely absurd. Like, two hour, uh, two minute 50 kilometers, which you and I could not do. No. I tell you what never. else. It's like it's uh, like he's running 100 meters at 17 seconds 17 per second. 100 minutes. But consistently 17, for the whole time. 17.02 100 meters. 400 of them. And that is... 400 of them. And that is like, for you and I... Certainly, at this latter stage of my life, I reckon I'd be running 100 meters in 15 seconds these days, maybe 40. Looking at his splits, I'd keep up with him for 400 meters. Yeah, and then that's it. That's it. Then see you, you later. Then, then I'm you, off. See ya. Yeah, and then I'm off. And then he's, yeah, we're done. Just ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. So, congratulations to Kipchoge. Kipchoge, but my only thing is, not sure. Asterisk. Not yeah. Asterisk, and not sure that. It's comparable to the moon landing. Oh, it's certainly not comparable to moon landing, Eddie. As we said, terra firma. Yeah. Uh, going to another planet slash moon. 
But I will, and I am prepared to give him a VB. Yeah, no, he's got a VB. He's definitely getting a VB. He's definitely getting the VB. Because it's, it's ridiculous what he's done. Yes, it's ridiculous. And when he was finishing the race, when usually he's sitting there. Was there an ounce of sweat on no, the man? No, mate. And was he, there the, an way, the way he was celebrating, he was like more energetic than anyone else who was around there. It looked to me, to the naked eye, mm. that he could have done it again. He could have just kept going. He certainly, he certainly could have kept going. We know that because he wasn't that tired. If you filmed Usually us, you see people that are like falling over when they get to the end of marathons. Like, if you yeah. filmed us after keeping up with him for four hundred meters, we would be dead, mate. I was running for balls on the weekend and in the field, nailed it. But and I was like blowing heavy, running between the wickets when I was batting, blowing heavy. Mm. Burping, bloody sweating my ass off. Mm. Nightmare stuff. Me and Kip Chogi, Kip, I couldn't hold a candle to Kip's farts, if that makes sense. Sort of. Doesn't Not, really, though, does it? Look, it didn't. Um, so, punters, dribblers, obviously, we've always got the good oil. Yes. That can no longer be denied. Yeah. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't deny it because... We're the Middle East. We were given the good oil on the Nobel Peace Prize winner... Uh, the Ethiopian, whose name escapes me, not entirely relevant. Prime Minister, I believe. Sure. Uh, $18, $21. I can't remember what it was. It was at $18 when we put the tip out for the punter and the dribbler. That's for sure. Then we, the market was suspended on him because we were, uh, obviously, we, we moved well, markets. Well, because we, we moved markets. markets, Tom. That's what happened. Because we moved markets, and the market was moved so swiftly, so um, violently. momentously, violently, that it had to be pulled. Yeah, EBR Ahmed. It was pulled for yeah. EBR. Uh, it was then reinstated. I think he was paying like four dollars, three dollars after then that. Then came into two dollars. I think was where it last saw. So if you got on at eighteen when we told you to, obviously please send us some DMs from the Bahamas or wherever you bought your island. Yeah, uh, we went Maldives. That's right. We like the Maldives. It speaks to it Tom speaks and I. Speaks to us now. Like I say, always have the good oil. Don't doubt us. No, doubt us at your own peril. That's it. Doubt us at your own peril. When we come and we tell you we got a hot thing on the go. Yeah. Listen, because you could buy an island like Tom and I. Yeah, and that's an island each, you silly bastards. Don't think we're sharing an They're island. They're neighbours, though. We're neighbours. Oh, obviously we're neighbours. We'll have a drawbridge connecting the two. You know, maybe a, a ferry, a barge of sorts that can ferry coconuts from one island to the other. Sure. Uh, you know, fish, yeah. fresh, fresh caught fish. Whatever, whatever. Whatever. All of the island Anything that'll gifts. fit on a barge. Before we go, Eddie, it's obviously important for us to do dribbler dribbles. Now, there may have been more than this one that we're going to do, but I can't remember. So if I've lost them, I apologize. Before we get to this one, a couple of shout-outs. Firstly to, obviously, long-term friend of the show and the uh, trophy maker that is Alex Ironside. Mm. Uh, he obviously made our uh, Big Puppy Pipe Layer of the Week award. Yeah. Uh, he was out in, uh, in Bathurst. For the Bathurst 1000, we sent him out there as our Hello Sport correspondent. He documented it for us, uh, all of the dribblers yep. dribbling uh, in, in a big way. So yep. shout out to him. Um, and then Spyman, who was out at uh, the F1 for us, for Ricardo in Japan. Appreciated that. Love it. Dribblers, we do encourage you to let us know Uh if you're in a sporting event around the world, and by all means, please share it with us. We did have another pun and dribbler whose name escapes me. I apologize. A lot of DMs. But he actually, and I forgot to put the video up, and I will do it anyway, but he was filming. He happened to be at the pub where the Wallabies marketing team were while the Wallabies were 
playing horribly against Is that when he filmed Ray Lane? Film, film Ray Lane, filmed the, the social media poons doing nothing, uh, and it was funny, and I appreciate it, and we'll put it up, and I'll uh, give you a shout-out. But anyway, time for some dribbler dribbles. So this is from Travis Rio via Facebook, but you can get us on Instagram at Hello Sport Podcast, or you can go to Facebook, which I believe is just called Hello Sport. G'day, punters and dribblers. I've recently come to the conclusion that Alpha is actually the new beta, and our friend from the north of the border, whose name I don't remember because he himself wasn't actually that memorable. He's talking about this uh, yes, yes. Uncle Johnny, I believe, yes. from last week. Trying to work out how to be an alpha only goes to prove that he is beta. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I would be aware societal trends attract beaters and in recent times becoming an alpha has become the trend so much so that we now see skinny pale kids fresh out of high school wearing A-league gear trying to champ or nabra grown men and claim it as alphaing. The thing beaters will never be able to replicate is the aura of a true alpha. Steve Waugh's legend lives on in the mind despite not being around for years uh until this ashes, while Michael Clark is very easily forgotten about without, uh, while Michael Clark is very easily forgotten about without his need to present himself as a commentator, the result in the results in England speak for themselves. Alex Ironside is a man who I have never met but admire, and will buy a beer, for, <laughs> and will buy a beer for. <laughs> okay, sorry. Alex Einstein is a man who I've never met but admire and will buy a beer for while a friend like, let's call him Dennis Nigel, who he's referring to as Uncle Johnny from last week, is all right, but first round is on him. No matter how hard a beater tries, they won't be a true alpha and get their dick back. It will only continue to keep its distance from the beater with every champ they try to affect. It's why beaters don't shower with teammates after games. They don't want to reveal their beater Kendall physique to the true alphas in the showers. I could go deeper, but we'll leave it there for now. I think I've gotten the main point across. <laughs> Be soon, Travis Rio. Cheers, Trav. Very much appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I think we let the listeners marinate in that. Yes, absolutely. There's no, that's more of a comment than a, it's a, than it's a question. A, it's a, it's it's a, a statement. statement. That's uh, a statement. And a good one. I will say this, though. <laughs> it's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. Uncle Johnny, with whom uh, Sam, uh, sorry, Travis is absolutely shitting on from a great height. Um, I will say that if you remember uh, his dribble from last week, we did give him the opportunity to dog his mates for a baggy green if he can get us plucked up. Yeah. Development is he has, he's not the son of a plucksman, which is, that was unfortunate for him. But well, surprising. He's, he does seem to know someone in the Plark game and from the correspondence we've had with Uncle Johnny 89 uh, could be dogging the boys for a, a, a launch towards, you know... A B green. A, a B green. So, because, look, the reality is that Tom and I need to walk in under a Plark. Yeah, well, I we don't have it, a Plark in the studio. Well, I think, it, I think that we'd be better for it and we'd perform better. That's just my feeling. Yeah. I think all the great sides around the world walk under a plaque that's it before they perform yeah it's as simple as that so so if we get a plaque from uncle johnny then i mean look it may have been a little bit you may you may think that the way he came at it was beta but if he's rocking a b green i guarantee you punters dribblers he's anything but but that's an earned he, he may have ascended from 
beta to alpha in that movement. So that is also a roundabout way of saying there will be more baggy greens if you want to throw shit our way, but we're not just going to take anything. By shit, I don't mean bad stuff. I mean you've got to, it's got to, it's got to mean something. Could be earned. Could be earned. Got to be earned. Now, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram, like, subscribe, and five stars at your podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts. That's the only place you can do it. Yeah, look, haven't been happy with the reviews lately because there haven't been any. Not enough. Well, there hasn't been any lately. We need more. Now, we've also got the Dribbler Hotline, and I actually have one more Dribbler Hotline that I'll play for the punter and the Dribbler before we go, but that hotline, 02-8123-2187. Correct. Now, feel free to leave any little tidbits. We are in a bit of a sporting black hole right now, so, I mean, if, if you got relationship dramas, by all means. Uh, but I just want to get this one dribbler dribble, and then if it's not worth it, then what we do, punters, dribblers, is we delete it from the podcast completely. vaguely remember sending that message but I had no idea I was capable of producing such dribble. Currently driving out to Mudgy, uh, social team, the spicy beans, looking to get another premiership so I'll keep you updated through the weekend. See you soon. <laughs> the spicy beans, I wonder if they got a pram. Look, uh, I hope I hope to God the spicy bra- be- spicy beans? Yeah, spicy beans. Hope they got the win. I really hope they got the win. Yeah. Uh Regards, Pato, for yeah. filling us in. But the the right thing to do would have been to call back with an update. Yeah, that's silly from him. That's do you know a, what I mean? That's an opportunity. Like that's well, that's just an op- It's just um, you know, illustrates to the punter and the dribbler what we need from the dribbler hotline. Like yeah. that. That's that's a great start. But, but it's a job. That's a job half done. Yeah, it's a job half done. Yeah, it's a job half done. We need it done fully. Yeah, fully done. Yeah. So Pato, make make what's wrong right. Be better. Anyway, that's it for the podcast this week. Hell of a show. Much love. Bye-bye. Until next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>